1: Good day, Genesis. Uh, I'm reading the today's scripture from the Gospel of Mark. So I'd like to invite you to stand as you are able. Mark 12 28 through 34. One of the scribes came near and heard them disputing with one another. And seeing that he answered them well, he asked him, which commandment is the first of all? Jesus answered, the first is O Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There's no other commandment greater than these. Then the scribe said to him, You are right, teacher. You have truly said that he is one and besides him there is no other and to love him with all the heart and with all the understanding and with all the strength and to love one's neighbor as oneself. This is much more important than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him. You are not far from the kingdom of God. After that, no one dared to ask him any question. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
0: Oh, um, Thank you, Powell, John. <laughs> I was going to say Powell, and then I was like, wait, I think it was just John. Oh, bear with me one moment while I... <laughs> Between glasses and microphone and mask, it's like real complicated behind my ears. Um, I'm loving seeing all these Halloween costumes. Let's see, Karate Kid. We got a whole zoo back there with a unicorn and... Rebecca, did you get a haircut? Ooh, looking good. A panda. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, there's double Spider-Man. Ooh, and Lorelei, that's an awesome hat. What is it? Candy corn hat. I love it. We've got Hit. Harry Potter. We've got Zatanna, the superhero girl. We've got Leeds.
1: <laughs>
0: Leeds. Yay, sports. Oh, and I know we've got Johnny and Moira in the back. And Jason. Are you like a steampunk? Steampunk guy. I love it. Now, I had ordered this really cool Mimikyu um, Pokemon onesie. I ordered it weeks ago, and I got a notification today that it's out for delivery. So of course, not here in time. So this was my backup costume. Does anybody know what this is? SpongeBob. It's Doodle Bob. The uh SpongeBob finds a magic pencil and then draws DoodleBob and he comes back to life. Um, real quick, this thing fell off again? Is this necessary? Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so here's what we're gonna do. You notice that there's no kids' activity in the wiggle area today, huh? I know. But we have two options. So, if kids, if you feel so wiggly during the service, You can go with a grown-up back there, and there's a guided activity back there for you to do that's all about All Saints Day. Ooh, what's that, you say? Go back there, and you can find out. And then, it's kind of cool today because the sermon is pretty interactive, which, grown-ups, I know that's your favorite part. So, Ben, I haven't asked you yet, but do you want to help hand out envelopes? All right, so Ben and William, I mean Spider-Man. So these will go to kids first who want them, and then if there's any leftovers for grown-ups. You'll grab a red or a blue envelope. You choose. Wink, wink, if anyone catches that pop culture reference. (laughs) Thanks for the pity laughs. Okay. (laughs) Okay, because there are going to be times throughout the sermon today where I'm going to say... It's envelope time, and then I'll have an instruction for you. But if you are on Zoom out there in the internet world, or if you are a grown-up in here who doesn't get an envelope, that's okay, because I'm also going to have some of it on the screen, too. So you can still be interactive with that. So we are in the gospel of Mark. Like, when are we ever in Mark, right? Right? Feels like Mark's like the most often overlooked of the gospels. Like Matthew and Luke are all fancy and everyone loves to read them. And then John's the one that all the evangelists hand out. And then there's Mark, who's just kind of sitting there with what seems like his novella. And he's like, oh, hey, anyone wanna read my story? We will read your story today, Mark. So a quick show of hands, who here has ever heard the story of like when Jesus says, Oh, there's actually two greatest commandments and they are. Who's ever heard this story before? Doesn't have to be from Mark, could be from Matthew or Luke. Yeah. So it's kind of well known. And maybe if you haven't heard the story, maybe you've heard love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, love your neighbor as yourself. Um, So as I was preparing for this sermon today, I realized I don't know if I've actually read Mark's account of this story. And like I'm used to the Matthew version, where Jesus just like spits fire at the sneaky expert in the law who tries to trick him. Or Luke's version, where another expert in the law tried to trick him, and then Jesus goes into the parable about the Samaritan and who is my neighbor. But then I noticed Mark's story takes on like a completely different kind of tone. Because with you know Luke and Matthew, it's like pff, Jesus mic drop moment, but here we see some sort of conversation and relationship. Um, so it comes after Jesus enters into Jerusalem on the donkey, right Palm Sunday, and so the religious leaders in Jerusalem are like, "Wait a second, who is this guy? Who does he think he is?" So they are trying to test Jesus to see to see if he's legit, or mostly just to Prove to everyone that, like, he's not actually the son of God. Um, So just before our story, they asked Jesus about paying taxes to Caesar. give to Caesar, what is Caesar's? And then they were asking him all about marriage and the resurrection and what's that going to look like. And Jesus just gives great answers, as Jesus always does, and totally unshaken by these silly attempts to, like, suss him out. But now is our first envelope time. If you have an envelope, you may open your envelope put just the flap. Don't take anything out yet. And if you didn't get an envelope or on the online world, there's gonna be a slide. woo So Jesus and Scribe. So inside your envelope flap, you should, hopefully, if I did them all, have a J or an S. Now, if you don't have an envelope, pick one. Are you going to be Team Jesus or Team Scribe? All right. So, um, let's see. So, if you are Team Jesus, can I get a what, what? Yeah, thanks. And if you are Team Scribe, can I get a, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, guess what? If you are on Team Scribe you can come get a piece of candy. (laughs) Don't worry, if you're on Team Jesus, there will be more opportunities to get candy. (laughs) Because it's Halloween, we get candy. (laughs) So since Team Scribe is the winners of the candy, I need to be a little taller. Or I maybe also shouldn't have put the candy right in front of me. (laughs) All right, does everyone see me now? Zoom world. Okay, team scribe one. So we're gonna look into who the scribe is. Um, Because in our story, you know, like the scribe is watching and observing how Jesus responds to the questions about taxes and the questions about marriage and resurrection. And he noticed Hey, this guy, he gives pretty good answers. Hmm, and he was curious and he was wondering, maybe there's something to this guy after all. So I'll play time. On the screen, it'll come up. But what does a scribe do? Does anyone know what a scribe does? He scribes. Yep, Thanks, steampunk. Copy scripture, yeah, pretty easy. (laughs) So for most of human history, being able to read and write was a really rare and valuable skill. And scribes, obviously, could do both. So scribes were also well-respected scholars. They knew a lot of things about a lot of things. So the scribe could read and write, and he was super smart. And one of the most important jobs for a Jewish scribe was copying the Torah. Because they didn't have printers or cameras like we do. And the printing press wasn't invented until the 15th century. So up until then, if you wanted a copy of something, you had to write it down. So, every day the scribe would grab his sharpened reed, dip it into ink, and handwrite copies of the Torah over and over and over and over again. Now, does anyone have any guesses as to how many letters are in one Torah scroll? That's the first five books of our Bible. If you have one, shout it out. Five? 500 million, 10 million, 54, 54, 600,000. Who said that? Nice. That's the closest one. (laughs) So you may come get some candy, Haley, if you would like. The answer, that was 600,000 was the closest. The answer is there's about 305,000 letters in the Torah. So one, just like imagine writing that on a sharpened reed, dipping it in ink, oh my goodness. But it would take a scribe, if he worked six hours every day for almost a whole year, it would take that whole year to copy one, um, copy one entire Torah scroll. So that sounds so long and so boring. But maybe it sounds really fun to you. Um, So I, I imagine the scribe in our story and I wonder, how many times had he copied the Torah? How many years had he spent six hours a day writing out God's words and stories? Five. Five? Oh, I wonder. Seven. 17, six. We don't know. We don't know how old the scribe was. But I, we can tell from the story that he probably had done it for a lot of years because he really, really knows his stuff when it comes to the Torah. He probably had a lot, if not all of it, memorized. Could you imagine memorizing that many letters? Whew. So, if anyone knew what the most important commandment in the Torah was, it'd be this guy, right? The scribe. Um, now, envelope time. So you may now reach in your envelope and grab out the documents. All you're gonna do is hold it. Don't open the coloring page yet. Now, you may take the coloring page off, put everything else back in your envelope. And we are gonna wonder together. So. What is inside this envelope is a copy of the Bible story coloring page. Um, We have these each week, usually for the kids' sermon, and kids can color, grownups too, fold it, they get a little four-page booklet of the Bible story. And so there's copies on the digital liturgy and copies available back in the narthex if you want one. But here's a question, and maybe kids, you can especially help with this question. What did Jesus say were the two most important commandments? Love God. Kids can help. Yes. yes, Sloan. Love your neighbor like yourself. That's right. Love God and love your neighbor as yourself. What, Finbar? Oh, Lorelei. Love God. That's right. Yes, (laughs) Junia. Oh, yes. Junia said, if you're a bad kid, you can still be a good kid by helping. That's right. Not everyone's all the way bad, huh? So now let's look, if you have a copy, at the last square, square number four. So the scribe said, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus said, well, there's actually two. Love God, love your neighbor as yourself. Can someone, this can be grown-ups too, can someone describe how did the scribe respond to Jesus? What did he say? Yeah, he called him a teacher. That's so cool, rabbi. Acknowledging that, oh, Jesus knows his stuff, and it's someone that we can learn from. Anyone else? Any thoughts or reflections? That's okay. Um, yeah, calls him a teacher, and he goes, yep, that's right. Like, I just love to imagine how this exchange went Because, one, imagine saying to Jesus, oh, yes, you answered that question correctly. But in the picture on the coloring page, they just look so happy. They're both smiling at each other. And it's kind of like, to me, it's kind of like when you see someone who's like maybe wearing something rainbow or references the Enneagram in a conversation or quotes some super niche TV show or theologian, and you're just like, I see you. And you have this unspoken connection with someone over something. And something they do, they wear, or say, is like this signal like, oh, yeah, this person's safe. This person's cool, or I can tell we're going to be friends. Like, I feel like that's kind of what is happening here. Like, oh, OK, so this guy knows that this is important, and this guy knows that that's important. So OK, yep, we're cool. so, where's my team scribe? Can I get an? Oh yeah. <laughs> um, our friend scribe was clearly really good at loving God with his mind, with his brain and his intellect. And as someone who has spent many years in the academic theological world, I can attest that it's really easy to get stuck in the loving God with your mind mode. But Our scribe doesn't stop there, does he? Like, he knew, like, really knew, that loving God and loving ourselves and our neighbors required more than just using our brains. So it's envelope time! So if you take your coloring page and you open it up in the back. Nope, coloring page in the back. Yep. Yep and it'll also be on the screen. On the screen, there will be four icons. On the back of your coloring page, you'll find one. What are these pictures of? Yes, heart, swirl, person, brain. The swirl represents a super abstract concept known as the soul. Woohoo! Um, okay, so now is a chance for everybody to get candy. Or if you are online, you can grab candy for your house or like we could do virtual high five. Um, so if you've got a coloring page, look at the icon that's on the back. It will either represent your brain, your heart, your body, your soul. And whoever doesn't have an envelope can just pick one from here. Now your chance to get candy is... Whatever icon you have, what is one way you can love God, yourself, or your neighbors with what that image represents? Yeah, that's great. I'll get a piece of candy, Junia. Who giving candy to your neighbors? Yes, Agnes. I'm gonna love you and give you candy, neighbor. Yes, Sloan. Love God. Yes, you've got that heart and you can love God. Three suckers, wow. Yes, Finbar. What was that? Love your neighbors, yes. Come get a candy. Yep, it's right here in this bucket. Okay, grown-ups, don't you want candy? Anybody? Be nice! Yes, Chloe! You can come get candy. Wait, what was that? Oh, that's right, Johnny Rose. Take care of your own needs so that you can love others. Yes, you can get one piece of candy. But don't worry, after church, we have candy bags. It's just candy extravaganza. Yeah. Be kind. Yes, that's right. All right. So we're going to keep moving on. But if you, can, if you think of something, tell someone you're sitting next to, and then you can just come up and get some candy. I trust you. You have a cat on your forehead. Okay. So it's kind of like we have this puzzle as we look at this, right? And it's a puzzle called the two greatest commandments slash love puzzle. And we have all of these pieces, right? We have the who's. Ooh, that looks yummy. So the who's, who is doing the loving, who's giving the loving, and who is receiving. So we have God, ourselves, and our neighbors. And then we also have the how's, the who's and the how's. And the how's, Or how do the who's give and receive love? So God, ourselves, our neighbors can love, give and receive with heart, brain, body, soul. Ooh, we've got lots of moving puzzle pieces, huh? And what happens if you're doing a puzzle and you lose a puzzle piece? (sighs) You don't get to finish the puzzle. You have this gaping hole. Or what happens if you get the edges done and you're just like, oh, I give up? Or if you stop halfway through? You miss out on seeing the whole picture, unless you look at the box, um, but that kind of defeats this metaphor, so plus it's way cooler to do the puzzle yourself. So, it shows us that each piece of the puzzle And each piece of the who's and the how's are important. They are not the whole picture on and the picture is not whole without them. So love is not whole without God, without you, without your neighbors. And love and yourself are not whole without your body, your heart, your brain, or your soul. So who knew that being a human was so complicated and dynamic? We are one human made up of many parts. We are one community made up of many humans. We are one humanity made up of many humans and communities who are all made in the image of our one God. So does anyone know what scriptures Jesus was quoting when he responds to the scribe. And yes, I said scriptures because there's two of them. So bonus points if you have second one. Ooh, so close, Phileam. Deuteronomy 6. I'll give it to you. Dude. Yeah, Phil, come get candy. Oh, thanks. So we got Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9. Deuteronomy 6. It's okay if you will not get the next one. But it comes from Leviticus 19 verse 18. And it comes after the laws about how you love your neighbor. And the Torah says, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So here Jesus is taking two very important parts of the Torah and combining them together. So now it's envelope time. So inside your coloring page, there should be a folded colorful piece of paper. And on one side it says, the Shema. And on the other side, it opens up. So go ahead, you can open it up, and there's something in there, but don't peek at it yet. You can take the things out, put them away. And so what's gonna be on the screen is what is inside these cards. Um, And it's the first part of the Shema. Deuteronomy 6, verse 4. Whoa, so colorful and mysterious. Um, So this is the Shema. We have it in Hebrew. And we have the transliteration. And I'm just now seeing that I forgot to add the transliteration. Right here. So this is the Shema in Hebrew. If you have it on your card, you can read along and you can read along with us once I get to the second half, unless you can read Hebrew, or you can just read it in English as we go. Now remember, Hebrew reads right to left, so that's why I color-coded it. The English matches up with the same color. So, Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. Ve'yachavta it Adonai Eloheha I was going to teach you all how to sing that this morning, but I was like, oh, this is already too long of a sermon. Um, And what I love about the Shema in Hebrew is it's kind of cheeky. And so it talks about your heart. Um, That's the part, um, levavcha, your heart. This is the part of you that's intangible, that you can't touch or see. You can throw soul into there as well. And then it talks about your body, your strength. And this part of you, this is the part that's tangible. You can touch, see, smell, feel, all of those senses. And then the last one, you'll notice it sounds weird, and with all your exceedingliness, <laughs> that's how my Hebrew professor would translate it. Um, because what it does is it takes an adjective. This is, I think, like the only time in Scripture that it takes this adjective and turns it into a noun. So it takes the adjective meod, which means great, and turns it into a noun, um, meodeha. So. Um, and it translates to like with all of your greatness, with all of your exceedingness. Basically, it's like love God with your tangible parts, your intangible parts, and anything else that's left, love God with those parts too. So it's being really over dramatic here. So as we close, you can take out your last two things in your envelope. So one is going to be a fun origami kind of thing. And there's two different versions. Um, And it's just like one is a version that gives us a picture of how we are ourselves and we are in community. Let me see. I think I have this one here. I know most of us can't see it, but it's just a picture of myself. And you open it up, and it's a picture of community. And then the other one, let me see if I've got an example Nope, that's myself. But it's intangible, intangible. Ah, yes, thanks, Matt. I'm going to borrow Harry Potter's. On the outside, a very abstract picture of how do you draw the intangibleness. And on the inside is the very real intangible life that we live as humans. And these were kind of the two major threads that kind of weave together all the who's and the how's. We have physical and non-physical or spiritual. And then we have self and we have community. Um, let's see. And then tucked inside the origami is this little picture. Oh, well, I was gonna put it on the screen and I forgot. Sorry, everybody who doesn't have one. But I'll put it up probably on Facebook or something. But what shape is this? heart. Triangle and a heart. That's right. And on this triangle, you have me, you have others, and you have God. And the heart represents how do we love ourselves? How do we love others? How do we love God? Yes, being kind to everyone on the earth. That's right. And so if you flip it over, I wrote on the back the words, You are not far from the realm or the kingdom of God. Does that sound familiar? Is that maybe from our story? Yeah. These are the words that Jesus affirmed in the scribe. Acknowledging that loving God, our neighbors, and ourselves, with our heart, soul, mind, and body, heightens our awareness of this intangible realm surrounding us. The kingdom of God that is somehow mysteriously already here, that we cannot see or touch it, and is still yet to come. So, on this spooky, playful, get-together day, may we remember that we are humans. We have physical needs and we have limits. We are made of the tangible and the intangible, the physical and the not-physical the matter, and the spirit. And we all move around this world with bones, muscles, skin, blood, and still mysteriously, we, legs, yep. Still mysteriously, we all carry around with us something that is intangible, something that connects us to the divine, to each other, and to ourselves.